I, I was in Lexington, Kentucky for a few days there. I had no idea that Lexington, Kentucky was on the eastern time zone. Yeah. Just doesn't seem to make sense to me for some Since reason. Since it's more but, central. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like right straight down from the Great Lakes, you know? Like yeah. Well. Cleveland. Well, they're all eastern. Or Columbus. Yeah. Are they? Jeez. Where's the Where's uh, the line? That's what I want to <laughs> know. Where's the line? It's like they planned the line just to mess with me. Like They're just like, wait, where did you want to go? Wait, that guy in the future. So yeah, all of kidding. Michigan is in eastern time zone. Most yeah. of Indiana. Well, Kentucky spans <laughs> all the way over under Illinois. Well, so so most of Indiana and Kentucky. Well, yeah, let's just say. 50% of Kentucky is in Eastern in most. In, oh, are you looking at like, interesting. Are you by chance? I'm just looking at, at, I'm just looking at a regular map, not a time zone. So map. I'm looking at a, at a time zone <laughs> map and you should see how weird Indiana is. There's like two, I'm, I'm going to two sections of it in the North side and the South side that are just like central time zone. What? Oh it's, yeah. Look at that. Gerrymandering for time zones. Yep. Uh, yeah there you go Jeez, it's crazy okay well that makes more sense yeah it i mean they it it was it was pretty cool little conference and it was it's a beautiful place for sure a lot of cool history and heritage the whole bourbon trail and the you know you went there for the the world basically (laughs) it was a nice uh nice piece of it yeah but I just, it was like the first two days, I, I thought I was only two hours ahead. <laughs> and then by the time I finally got the whole jet lag thing taken care of, I had to come <laughs> back. I came back and, oh my God, it just conquered me. <laughs> so when you said that you wanted to record at five o'clock my time, which time did you mean? <laughs> yeah, I I thought I meant 2 p.m. my time, but then I my calendar was still in the east coast time zone so it was coming up on five o'clock for me i i just i'm super confused yeah. anyway the state of my life nowadays it seems yeah, yeah. well it was, at it, least you can you can yeah. relate i mean it was it's funny it's like you know so people on my project right now i have people on pacific time zone i have people in central time zone i have people on eastern time zone i have people in london i have people in riyadh and then I have people in Dubai, and they are all different time zones. Yeah, geez. And so, you know, it's just like, okay. So for <laughs> so when we log into meetings, we kind of do the, why am I blanking on the Jim Carrey movie, uh, Truman, Truman Show, know. where he's just like, okay. you know, um, if I don't see you, good day, you know, like, you know, good morning, good afternoon, and good <laughs> yeah. night. So we we basically right. start the our meetings. It's just like, good morning, good afternoon, good day. How are you all doing? And yeah. we pretty much have it all covered. I, I I've I've yeah. defaulted to just saying, you know, hello all. <laughs> hello. <laughs> it's it's nice to it's see. It's a lot you. easier to just say hello all instead of sitting saying hi. What time is it for you? Oh, you're almost right. done with your yeah. day, and I'm just starting yeah. mine. <laughs> that's the crazy that's literally the craziest part of it is just like that sometimes we're having meetings where it's like 
five o'clock in the afternoon for them. And it's like early morning, like 7 a.m. for us. It's got to make it hard to hit deadlines. It, it does, because a lot of times they'll say, we want it by close of business. And we'll say, uh, close of for business who? for who? And they'll say, oh, no, close of business yeah. for us. Like, But that means we, if you want it on Thursday, close of business Thursday, that means you really want it from us on Wednesday. <laughs> Normally, we're in that position with our consultants. I'll give them a deadline two days ahead of mine so that we can coordinate and look for any any errors and you're in the position of power now now you're saying that they're in the position yeah, of power yeah here. they are because you know it's client money them us right. you know that kind of thing <laughs> I, I have you heard this quote before from from disney we don't make movies to make money we make money to make more movies yeah yeah i love that quote <laughs> because it's it's like it's it's their why it's like why do we exist right. And, and it, what's interesting about it is, is, you know, there's a lot of talk in the entree architect community, you know, profit before art. And there's, there's also like the starving artists out there who, you know, architects don't go to business school and et cetera, et cetera. So there's always like this tug of war over, over what matters. And, um, but, but I was thinking about this, uh, from a process point of view and thinking about having you know, where ideas come from. So you're talking about schedule and like one of the famous sayings about schedule is like creativity doesn't happen on the clock, right? right? Like it's not a scheduled now is the time to be creative. So it, it just shows up whenever it shows up, right? Like that's kind of how it <laughs> yeah. works. And it, and it's hard to plan a project around being creative. And that's why we're professionals, damn it. Because we can be creative when we need to be, If <laughs> I, I guess. But, but everybody who has done design work has struggled with you know writer's block or whatever the architect version of that is it's like you kind of sit there at the blank page and we've all done this in school right and it's like oh crap i'm i'm totally an imposter right now (laughs) (laughs) the ideas don't just show up automatically and then and then there's people in the firm who are like you get the fun job oh my gosh um, yes so they obviously have the the terrible job i guess i don't i don't know what they're trying to say by that because it's false and and so you know just thinking about this process of what what you go through and kind of how you train yourself to be creative and how you work and like knowing yourself and knowing how you work and there's just a lot of thoughts around this but i was thinking from you know getting back to this process idea kind of relating it back to this disney quote is like you just there's an expectation that i think it's like a general public and and potentially people inside of our firms too who think that well you have all the ideas and then you just draw them out and you're done right like that's how it works it's it's a very linear Mm -hmm. process and we know it's absolutely not a linear process it's the squiggliest line you've ever seen kind of a process and a lot of times kind of like neurons in your brain that are firing like something will connect with something else that you had no idea was going to connect and it just works this time right now at least for a, a moment. So you don't just have an idea and then draw it, but you, through the act of drawing, the drawing gives you ideas that you further pursue. And I think that that is just a really interesting concept and something worth chatting about. I mean, because I think we, we also tend to get away from that in our professional careers when it really does become about the business of architecture and we start to get into these 
standards and systems for producing and delivering drawings through a very kind of regimented process and like how does creativity and how does that process of creativity and not knowing how the dots are going to connect dovetail into the day-to-day business of architecture so enlighten us (laughs) enlighten us (laughs) how's that work Um, great (laughs) i mean have you felt that before like you you buy through the act of sketching and through the act of rolling out some more trace and layering it on top and whoa i just saw something that i never saw before like that to me is one of the most rewarding parts of the design yeah and to be quite honest with you i mean you know i've been stuck in the say the drudgery or the the not so fun side of the project right now with doing a lot of like paperwork and project management and i've been trying to step back into like not necessarily the project architect role but at least stepping into helping out wherever somebody's like stuck or maybe something isn't quite the most elegant of solutions and just you know, talking through with them, kind of like imparting a little bit of wisdom, but also just getting, rolling my sleeves up a little bit and having a little bit of fun talking about the process of why certain like programmatic elements should be the way they are and what makes a a far more elegant solution and just like drawing through. And so I'll say that the, the bummer about all of that is, is that I don't roll out my trace paper. However, Mm-hmm. I do have a nice new computer that the uh, office gave me, which has a touch screen and has a stylus and I can draw on the, the screen. And so we can actually mm-hmm. basically treat like whatever I see in the zoom window as trace. And, you know, we did a lot of tracing today trying to figure out where the best place to put a, electrical room is because apparently where Mm. we wanted to put it was a little too far for where the elect, you know, electrical engineers wanted it. So, Mm -hmm. but by moving it had impacts on some pretty significant, um, you know, project elements or program elements. And, and so, you know, we just kind of kept going through iteration after iteration till we felt a little exhausted. Like, well, let's, let's stew a little bit. Let's, you know, (laughs) Step, away. step away you know and, yeah. and, and we do right. that you know we do that with traces because like, we kept staring at it. it was just like doesn't work don't like it this problem this problem this problem and and so we <laughs> it's like you know what is it that old adage of like einstein or not einstein edison you know found like you know a thousand ways of not not being able to make a light bulb oh, that yeah. could i don't know the ways it doesn't work yeah. well we, we found those thousand ways <laughs> in the um, yeah and so Exactly. But every time you're doing that, you're learning something. Exactly. And like, that's the process. Exactly. It's not It's not like you wanted to do it wrong a thousand times. Well, it was times. just like, ooh, this, this will work. And they were like, oh, crap, this has got a stack. And as right. you bring it down, you know, it's right. like, okay, this electrical room is now going through the exhibition hall. And we don't want it to go through the exhibition hall. We want to go, you know, we want it to be banked over here. Oh, well, they don't want it next to like the stairs in the elevator. Like, okay, well. Then it's just <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like this cascading exactly, event. You know, so. Of constraints. Yeah, and so yeah. you just like try to figure out, it's just like, okay, so do we split the stairs? No. Now we have two stairs, you know, instead of one stair, you know, we just kept, kept going through it. And, and, and I, and honestly, you know, I'd stepped away for a little while and the project architect had texted me through zoom and she was like, you know, Hey, 
what do you think about this? I'm like, yeah, that works. That works. Perfect. I mean, we all, <laughs> we all stepped away. We, we kind of, I don't care where good ideas come from as long as they show up. <laughs> you know, we went through a lot of different like rules of like what you need to look for and what we need to like, you know, do because I mean, she is a younger project architect, but she's, she's definitely, you know, knows how to plan things out and stuff. It's just, there are some things like ratings and, and egress and, and things like that, that, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about as we're going through all these iterations. And so mm-hmm. she's like just absorbing all of the, you know, kind of like the, the technical information side of things and using her creativity and pulled something together. And it was like, yeah, this absolutely works. It's, it's interesting. I just started to think about how we had this conversation a couple episodes ago about how notes and their, of like a, a note to your future yeah. self when you go back and read them. And, and like the sketches that we're talking about are kind of like that too. And it's, it's interesting at the end of a project to go back and kind of, oh, okay, I'm going to go through the process now of kind of archiving how we got mm-hmm. here. Not, not just because my sketches are so awesome, but because you want to remember how and why you made decisions along the way, because questions will come yeah. up later. Oh yeah. Right. And it's like, how did we actually get here? Man, that was three years <laughs> ago. Was that, and, and. And I can't remember if I was on the yellow roll of trace or if I was on the white roll of trace. You do need to be able to pull this stuff back up. And and it's it's interesting to think about how these old sketches have a similar ability to speak to a future version mm-hmm. of yourself later on, but also how they have a life to them. Same thing goes for physical models, digital models. Like there's something to them that is kind of a, a living element to them and they do kind of speak to you in certain ways. And and what's interesting about a drawing specifically and specifically further one that you've drawn with your hands Mm -hmm. is that you can convey information in ways that you can't in a very sterile CAD or BIM like environment. Right. 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 With the way you drew that line, like purposefully sketchy, purposefully caffeine lined, Mm -hmm. right. Versus, a straight line or the way you closed or didn't close a circle or the way that the, the line just kind of runs off on its own. And it's like, it was the beginning of an idea and we didn't care where that idea ended kind of a thing. I think that that is kind of a fascinating part of the training that you and I went through. And I, and, and that to me is something I would never want to give up personally. So it's interesting that you say that though, because today you know, I was just like, all we need to do is she and I were talking and I was just like, all you really need to do is just do a quick hand sketch. Let's go through a couple of iterations of it and just see what, you know, what comes out of it. You know, let's just do that. And so when she was like, well, you know, I'll let, let me take a break and, and I'll kind of get back to it and, and I'll send you something. Take a while. Guess what she sent me? A reveted model. <laughs> it was. It was two scale. It, it, no, I mean it was. She went into the model and redrew everything, changed everything around. No, and I for mean, some people, some people that is their sketching. Like, it is. I, I'm not yeah, 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 no, no, against no, no. that. And like, like some people can put together a grasshopper script, and that's their that is their yeah. sketching. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, for me personally, it is interesting what can be conveyed yeah. in a in an analog or acoustic hand sketch mm-hmm. that you have one or two or, 
you know, pens yeah. that you're using that you can do with line weights, that you can do with angles, that you can do with smears and smudges and flipping the trace over and like all, you know, the yeah. fill, using your markers to fill things in. I think it's really interesting the amount of information that's actually encoded in that drawing that doesn't have a lot of use for anybody else, maybe. Or maybe it does. I don't know. I shouldn't say it, it doesn't. But it it is really interesting to see what what's encoded in there. And And the reason I bring it up is because I think there is a big push for our output nowadays to look sterile or to look consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the right word that I'm actually looking for there, but there definitely is like a sterility to it because of that's what the computer has brought to it. And I, again, I'm not trying to pick sides here. I'm a very te- techie person anyway, but you of all people definitely yeah. aren't picking sides. Yeah. What's I, I play yeah. both sides. Well, <laughs> so what's interesting though is in, and maybe this is just the, the wrong way of thinking for today, but I, I've always viewed when you commit a sketch to CAD or Revit or whatever, you know, like drafting tool of choice, it basically means that, you know, you're done with the exploration. You've put it all in, you know, you've, you've drafted it up and you're, you're sort of set to move on to the next item. And whereas I've always thought that, you know, when you're hand sketching, you're kind of just exploring and you're continuing to explore until you get to the point where you feel like, okay, yeah, this one feels right. Let's go ahead and test it out in the CAD waters and and see whether or not like my big fat pen sketch really actually works. <laughs> actually, you know? yeah, actually works for, for, for real building right, tolerances. Right. And, yeah. and so, you know, and so I, I've always been kind of hesitant in my process of jumping too quickly into CAD. However, there are there is an expectation now. That's all you do. That that's all we do is is digital yeah. drafting or digital sketching and things. And and so it was interesting because today we gave a presentation to the client that was mostly about interiors, but there was a lot of hand sketches in it, and they didn't react as well as we thought. They would. <laughs> they just had an expectation that all forms of communication will be digital. Would be digital, would be rendered. It's just like, well, why don't I have, you know, these um, photorealistic renderings of these spaces? Like, well, we're, we're not there yet. I mean, we, first of all, we want to talk about the process. We want to talk about here are all, here's our palette. And we're, we've created a hierarchy for our palette. And we want to talk about, are we in the right mind for what we're talking about specifically about like, you know, finish this palette and before we make decisions, before we actually start committing it to, to, to yeah. renderings. And they're like, well, I, you know, I really can't, I don't understand what you're drawing. And, and what was amazing is, is that, you know, the people who were presenting had hand sketches of interior spaces that were, you know, colored and they were well thought out pieces of, you know, like areas that we wanted to talk about but they weren't rendered to photorealistic quality like the renderings that we did at the end of our concept design, which was a requirement for us to go to the board um, for approval. And so they're just like, well, you know, you you did all of these. Why, why aren't I seeing rendering qualities like that? <laughs> do you know how long it took us to do that? And do you know how like 
the back and forth. We want to start the con. We want to start the schematic design process with the back and forth, the conversations, the you know, here is our thoughts, inclusive, the inclusivity, exactly. and and people <laughs> are so committed to it because then, sure enough, they said, well, what you showed in your CGIs is exactly what we want to see, no variations. So we're like, okay, well. You know, in our mind, we're like, okay, well, we're, we're set in stone. Literally, all we have to do now is just make it work because, like, the design, we, they, apparently, is there's no flexibility in the design from what was shown. And it's just like, wow, this is, this really does feel a little cart before the horse. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting because different clients are going to be different. You get some clients who are like, never show me a concept sketch again. I only want to see it if it can be possible, if it will be built <laughs> right. like that. Then there's other ones who are like, we have no idea what we want. We we're hoping you would show us some options, right? right. right? So <laughs> it's such a grab bag out there. And, and it just proves time and time again that the process is never the same twice in a row. No. I mean, it could, I guess it could be the I same. I mean, you know, the, but. the, at least the, like the linear process of like, I'm going to go from here to here to here to here. But how you get there meanders a little bit. Yeah. Uh, right. It goes back to that squiggly line. Exactly. Comment. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, because I, there's been times where I've relished and in fact, actually wowed um, clients by sitting in front of them and sketching out the ideas that they're talking about right in front of their eyes by yeah. hand, just sketching. It's, it's not the, Oh, well, I'm going to take notes and thank you. I'll go back and I'll, you know, throw it in the old CAD machine and crank it all up and see what comes out kind of thing. No, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's let us talk, let us talk through visualization. My, my hand is good enough to be able to like draw out and, represent to them a very like very clear and concise idea of what they're talking about and at least just say is this is this what you had in mind and then they can look at it and they're like meh or yeah you know and 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 that is is equally is telling and also a good part of the process because if they've got a visceral reaction against like what you just sketched well then you know you had the you have the opportunity right in front of them to see if you can hone it more towards what they're actually thinking. And yeah, I think that definitely is, is, is super powerful. And then I also think that there, you need to somehow be able to communicate that. Like you said earlier, you, you needed to step yeah, away. Yes. The, and, yeah. 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 And let your subconscious chew on something for a while. Right. Uh, because it, and then it, de- and it actually delivers in, in many ways if you give it the time and the space to do that and that doesn't happen on a schedule either but you can like i've gotten to the point where i can trust it to actually come through can i tell you that i've heard more times than i would care to in the not so recent months like i'm not really looking for an answer right now long pause but what is the answer right now <laughs> right <laughs> i am now going to say the opposite thing that i have about to say or like, thinking. you don't have to tell me right now, but how soon can you get that to me? Right. And and there's always somebody eager to say, oh, we, we got that for you right now. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I can get that to you, to you tonight. <laughs> like, Not the person who actually has to do the figuring. Like, Come on, man. Really? Right, right. <laughs> you, you're not the things. one doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will say, 
at least respect me enough to exactly. check first. I Thanks. will say that in the in the virtual world, when we're having virtual meetings, and a lot of times, and, and most of the time, actually, we'll have people who will not be on camera. And here we are, we're talking and all this other stuff. And they'll say, well, when do you want that? You're like, oh, well, we can get it to you tonight. And then other people will be texting me, really? Did, wh- why are we promising it right now? Can't we have a little bit of time we. to think about it? Yeah. yeah. The, the royal exactly. we the, who didn't get to decide. The royal we, exactly. Yeah. I, anyway, I mean, I just thought it was kind of interesting to think about this again because I haven't been working on projects very much. <laughs> but it, it's a, it you is know, kind Reddit, of right? the... Boy, yeah. do I have a project for you. Oh, man. No, thanks. I get to hear my wife screaming about Revit almost every day. She's like, oh, my God. I, you, it's like, Autodesk, please fix you know, that. You, I do know that several of the buildings that I'm working on um, are things that are in your wheelhouse. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that other people are aware of my wheelhouse. Oh, trust me. <laughs> you have, have plenty of things for me you to do. You have actually shared photographs of said project in your wheelhouses that, that similar, work, similar project types in exactly, my wheelhouse that work perfectly yeah. with what I'm needing. <laughs> if you could just duplicate that. Yeah. Great. But then Welcome then turn it into this, which I still yeah. can't talk about yet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the romantic part of our, of our, you know, communicating through sketching and drawing. Exactly. Is, I like to go back there with my mind. I, I will say, though, that the the most of our engineers will request us setting up the meeting requests so that we can go through Zoom rather than Teams. Because oh, yeah. you just share your screen. People can, like, any and everybody can draw over the top of it. You can just save your screen and you just have a record. And what's what's interesting about it is that what Zoom does is it will, like, anything that you do, whether it's a chat or, a, you know, like a screen capture through mm-hmm. their tool, it will file it under that particular mm-hmm. meeting. And so you're just like, okay, I had a meeting about electrical rooms, which today I had a meeting about electrical rooms and we did a bunch of sketching over the top of it. You know, I did a couple of screen caps and at the Mm -hmm. end of the, at the end of the meeting, once I, I hung up, it popped up with the folder of that. And I can just basically take all of that and move it into the meeting minutes folder. And there I've got some digital records of some of the things that we talked about. Yeah. Do you guys record all your meetings? We don't. So we do with the client. We don't with just the regular meetings, which we probably should. Careful. Well, no. (laughs) Lawyers, discovery, all that good stuff. I mean, most of the time, like with a client, they just say, is there any objections to recording this meeting? And yeah, nobody right. comes off mute. So they, okay. I think it's, I was, I just yeah. asked cause I think it's more the norm now that they it, are. It than, sort of is. And, and every time I go through these like meetings with like our engineers, I'm like, man, I wish I was recording this only yeah, because yeah, a lot totally. of times, and I don't know about you. I mean, I, I have a, a notepad that I have sitting right next to my left hand. So as I'm talking, yeah. I'm clicking with my right hand and I'm writing things down with my left hand and I'm talking out the big hole in my face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like and, what's what's he gonna call it? <laughs> exactly. And you know, but the but the problem is is that because I'm 
doing a lot of talking, I'm can't be I, writing. I can't be writing yeah, at the same time. And I, and a lot of times right. I'm like, man, I wish I could have recorded that because I don't even remember what I just said or what they yeah. said. Yeah, stream of consciousness. I I think that there's some additional tools that that we use at at our company that one's called Grain and it's a plugin for Zoom hmm. and it's automatically transcribes the whole meeting Ooh. for you. And in the in the I didn't mean for this to turn into a conversation Hold about uh, teleconferencing technologies, but if you go to grain.co, I think you'll see it or it's in the Zoom app store. But it's pretty awesome because it it syncs up the transcription to the video so you can highlight the transcription and it will save a video clip. And then you can string a series of clips together to tell a story from a meeting that is much more succinct hmm. than watching the whole meeting again. So if you wanted to send that to somebody, that's fantastic. Um, you just send them a link and it, it takes them to the story on the Grain website. Now it also allows you to basically create a bunch of bookmarks within a meeting for when people said certain things, and you can always just pull those out individually and save them out or just provide links to those pieces as well. So if you are doing like, I've done meeting minutes before, and I'll just pop the link in there to where that was actually said, and it it's a video of who said it and exactly what they said, and it's fully searchable too. So you get these really long meetings that are happening over video, which it's impossible to think about finding some content that was spoken about in that mm-hmm. meeting. You actually can. It's pretty incredible. And there's other tools out there too, but that's the one we use. Yeah, I know. Um, now so pretty, pretty cool. It just takes discipline to go back through those meetings and find those pieces that are then useful in the future instead of just the whole thing as like this big archive. Because wow. then you're swimming in a sea of meeting videos that are two hours yes. long and nobody wants to do exactly. that. Exactly. Agree. Yeah. So this helps kind of focus in on certain pieces of content within the meeting. Pretty cool. Well, again, not that we wanted to talk about how to do this, but, you know, I mean, in a way, because it sort of like interlinks in with how we're meeting today, when we would be sitting around a table and rolling out a piece of trace and slapping it over the top of it, you know, we've got to find interesting and, you know, new ways of doing it and being able to record and transcribe and, and do the digital captures. And that piece of trace, like you can go back to it later, yeah. right? And that was that is the the bookmark I'm talking yeah. about yeah. in this grain digital version of a Zoom meeting, exactly. right? So it it is useful for sure. I mean, it's oh man, it it is pretty incredible the the tech that we're seeing. And uh, I you know I I we're not we're never going back to hand drawing as far as like a deliverable. I know there's some people who can still <laughs> you know get away with that. We're lucky or lucky or not, depends who you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it doesn't I, I doesn't make any sense to waste time lamenting that. But at yeah. the same time, it like there is some useful stuff that came out of that. Um and that's the kind of thing that I think is worth talking about. Like getting taking the best things of the past and the best things of the now to create the best version of the future that we can. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So so go watch Disney movies so they can make more movies. Yes. Go do a lot of drawings because the drawings give you ideas. Although did you see yeah. that they did? push back like a handful of the MCU and Disney movies. Oh no, yeah, really? So there's a handful of like the movies that they've kind of like shifted their schedules. Like, you know, well, I'm going to push this back another year. That's a long like, time. Come on, now. <laughs> I want my entertainment. <laughs> I haven't seen a good MCU movie. And although I can say that we've seen 
plenty of good MCU TV shows. Did you guys see, uh, did you go see Black Widow? Uh, so we were in Michigan when it came out and we were at my wife's family's house staying with her cousin and her cousin husband is a big Disney Star Wars MCU fan. And he's like, Hey, you guys want to do a rent Black Widow? And they've got a big old TV. And so we're like, sure. Why not? So you so did we, that. You didn't go, so to we didn't the go to the theaters. We, we did that. And, uh, yeah, we actually saw that one in the theater. Yeah, it was good. Visual visuals were yeah, incredible. I, I, Absolutely I, incredible. I honestly admit that I was expecting less and got pleasantly surprised that it was a heck of a lot more than I expected. And I really, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's, there's those few characters within the MCU, you know, it's just like Black Widow, uh, Hawkeye. Really? Do we need these guys? Oh, all the stories. I think that's their mantra. Let's tell all yeah, the stories. Yeah. And, and so there's going to be a Hawkeye movie coming out sooner or, or yeah, show or something that. like that. And, uh, so yeah, I'm kind of excited about a lot of these different, um, you know, just like tangent stories and things like that. So I was really sort of hoping that they'd keep going with all these Star Wars stories. And I, I watched the first Anyone one. says, I, I like so I haven't watched the other ones. Oh, yeah, me too. So, nah. Fight, fight us. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> and, and I am actually looking forward to Kenobi. Oh, heck yeah. That's because we're yes. old. And, and truth be told... <laughs> Come on, bring on the book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, man. All three counts yes. here. Do this. Okay, so we're thinking like maybe do some uh, talk about the James Bond movies. Ah, uh, so yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and what was funny, it's like, you're like, okay, you're going to go see the James Bond movie. And you're like, dang it. I know I was supposed to do the same thing. It'll it'll come. I I, I'm, I can be patient. Yeah, well. It's good. I, I, I it's I'm, good. I'm actually looking very much forward to it. Yeah. I saw it on a very big screen. It was very impressive. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. Till next time. Yes. See ya. Thanks for listening. This show is part of the Gable Media Podcast Network. See all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. You can help support what we're doing here by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help get the word out, and don't forget to share it with your friends. We'd love to hear from you, so leave a comment on the website at arcaspeakpodcast.com, where you can find our entire catalog of shows. Talk to you soon.